Hello, and welcome back to another episode of One of Us is Talking. I am here today with Lisa Yamada, and I'm so excited to speak with you about Cruel Summer. I mean, do you want to give a little introduction about your character and who you play? Yes. So my name is Lisa Yamada, and I play Parker Tanaka in season two of Cruel Summer. So season two of Cruel Summer, I think it's so cool because it doesn't really relate to season one. We're a whole different storyline now. But did you watch season one before you booked the part or did you go into this like not knowing anything? Yeah, I got really lucky because I was already a fan of the show going into it. Like before I even got the audition, I had already watched season one. I um, They did a lot of advertising on TikTok and they are doing it for season two as well. But I love anything like true crime and like mystery related. So I saw like the ad for it and I was like, okay, let me dive in because this seems like right up my alley. Um, And I binged it all, I think in like a night or two and I totally messed up my sleeping schedule. But yeah, I was such a fan of it. And when I got the audition for season two, I was like, no way. Because I mean, the best thing as an actor is when you get to be a part of a show that you're already a fan of. So I got really lucky and yeah, I was already a fan. That's so cool. And I mean, I I can't even imagine that feeling when you probably got the part of a show that you knew well and you loved. That must have been like, yeah, I mean, even if it was Cruel Summer, or if it was it, it was for a different show, I mean, this has been my dream for so long. And I remember my team, you know, gave me the phone call and I like cried so much. And I remember telling my um, Asian and manager that I was like, I'm never going to cry this hard for anything. Like I could be walking down the aisle about to get married and like this would this would still be the happiest moment of my life. And yeah, I was like jumping up and down on the couch. So and then Cruel Summer already being a show that I, I was like already a fan of really helped with like my joy. Um, so yeah, it was it was an amazing moment. Congratulations. And I mean, as a fan of the show too, it's so amazing to hear someone who is so happy to be a part of the show. And that's what really adds to the cast in the show. And it's what makes it so lovable. So thank you for bringing that to the show for us fans. It's like, I'm still having all these pinch me moments. So super fun. (laughs) Cool. And you got to work with Lexi Underwood in Cruel Summer, but that's, this has been like your third time because you work together in Little Fires Everywhere and also the upcoming adaptation of I Wish You All the Best. So mm-hmm. what's it been like getting to explore the different dynamics between the two of you? I mean, when I found out that Lexi got cast in Cruel Summer, I was so excited because I had already worked with her prior, but our time in Little Fires Everywhere together was pretty brief. Um, I remember we got lunch together and we had dinner together with the cast and I remember we were like starting to get along and then um nothing really came about that like in that period um but we like kept in touch and stuff you know like liking each other's posts and commenting on each other's posts um but Cruel Summer is what really solidified our friendship I mean we were stuck in Vancouver for almost six months together and we were hanging out every moment of every day and like you would think that you would get tired of each other but we would spend like 16 hour days right like Monday through Friday and then we'd like text each other and be like okay so what are we doing this weekend we just like couldn't get enough and uh, it's actually a funny story um me and Lexi had no idea that we were doing I wish you all the best together and when we found out we like texted each other we were like this is 
gonna be a thing huh like we're gonna be working together forever all the time <laughs> um, and I wish you all the best it was just so much fun because we filmed right after we wrapped Cruel Summer like it hadn't even been a month or so so it was like it was like nothing had changed and we um asked the set to uh put our trailers together next to each other and we like kept the door open so we were together like every hour and yeah she's like one of my best friends I love her I'm seeing her tonight too actually <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool and that's so sweet hearing about your friendship and being able to keep the trailer doors open because it's like when you're away from family probably while you're filming it's like bringing a little piece of your family with you for and sure. I mean, my entire cast, like, I don't even see them as castmates. They're more like literally a family friend. And it was like so strange, like being at the premiere and doing like all the press stuff and seeing each other in our element, because it reminds me that we're not just regular old friends. We're like actually coworkers. And it's like such a bizarre concept to wrap my mind around. <laughs> That's so amazing. And I mean, you can just tell you see that chemistry on screen, even if like you're playing characters who really aren't supposed to get along. Yeah. We're just playing out so naturally. So it just, yeah. I mean, all of it translate. You guys are all amazing. And I mean, all, Parker's an amazing character. All the characters are so phenomenal in both seasons. So if you could play another character in Cruel Summer in either season, who would it be? I think it would be Sadie's character, Megan Landry, just because like even just visually, she goes through the most changes in the three timelines. And it was like so funny on set. Um, like I would walk on the set and she would have dark eye makeup and then we would do a different scene and she's back to being in the first timeline. And um, I mean, she's such a phenomenal actor. It, it, it must have been so not challenging, but so much fun to be challenged like that and to have the opportunity to play three different characters and yeah I would say Megan just because she goes through the biggest change physically mentally emotionally in the show yeah that's a good one and I think for myself I'd probably say from season one Jeanette because Ooh, spoiler yeah. for no one who for anyone who hasn't watched yet but the ending I want to know what was going through her head and yeah. she convinced me that she was totally innocent. I know. I was like, we were all rooting for you. <laughs> so I want to know, like, what was going on that she couldn't, that she wouldn't say where Kate was. And I don't know. So that always kind of. Yeah. I mean, actually a funny story about that. Um, Bill Purple, our director and executive producer told us that um, no one knew the ending of the show and um Kiara and Olivia were told not to spoil the spoil anything to anyone so um even the cast like watched season one the finale and they were like we had no idea that you guys filmed this oh so God. yeah it, it was a shocker to everyone so I'm excited what um season two has to bring for the I finale. was just gonna say I'm so excited for the finale now because I can only imagine what they're gonna pull and yeah I mean people don't even know I like got my sneak peek, but um, at the premiere, Bill Purple was saying like, I'm so excited for you to see what we did with the finale. And I was like, what do you mean? I was there when we shot it. Like, I know what's happening. And he was like, okay. So I have this theory that they secretly filmed an alternative ending and I have no idea about it. So I'm excited. When the finale comes out, I'm going to have to message you and be like, oh my God, this yes. is what happened. Yes. <laughs> and, and I'm going to be like, I had no idea they did this. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll have to talk about it. But I mean, moving yeah. on a little bit to your other projects, what was it like getting to be a part of I Wish You All the Best and working with Tommy Dorfman? And had you read that book beforehand? Um, I am not much of a reader, so I did not read it. But when I got the role, I did read it. Um, I feel like I Wish You All the Best is such an important story to tell at this day and age. Happy Pride Month. Um, it's literally going to save lives. And Corey, the lead, did a phenomenal job. And I'm so excited for the world to see. But Tommy is might be my favorite director that I've worked with ever just because she is an actress so she knows what it's like to be in front of the camera and like play a character um and I'm I'm such a like improvisational like ad lib kind of actor um I don't really love sticking to the script word for word and you know when you're on set for the first day and you're doing the first take um everyone tends to do it perfectly as it's written on the script and Tommy would like come out of the video village and she'd be like, what is wrong with you guys? Why are you talking so perfectly? I want you guys to bring your own flavor to it. I casted you guys because you guys have that part of you. And I want you to bring yourself out of like the shell. Um, and she encouraged us to bring our own take to it and have fun with it. And it was such a warm room. And I, I had so much fun. I like did not want it to end. And she's hilarious. Like, I, it, she didn't create a dynamic where she was like, I'm the boss and I'm the director. She was like, this is a safe space and I'm your friend as well. And I want you to have fun. And I think it translates beautifully on screen and you'll definitely see how comfortable we were on set. I'm so excited to see it. And I think just hearing these stories make watching these TV shows and films so much more better, so much yeah. more interesting in a way because yeah. thinking about what you got to do in the dynamic, it really highlights the craft of acting. Yeah. And it's beautiful because you don't always get freedom like that. I know. That's why I appreciate Tommy so much. I mean, literally, I wish it was a TV show so we could we could have spent like six months on it together. I was like, this is wrapping up way too soon. I want to be here forever. She's amazing. That's so exciting. And does it have a release date yet? Um, not right now, but hopefully we have some news to share soon. <laughs> I will be keeping my eyes on and for anyone listening to the podcast, we will share the news when it's announced because this yes, is please. <laughs> <laughs> and so one of my favorite parts about this podcast is I get to talk with really big fans of Cruel Summer who were able to come up with some questions for you. Ooh. So these are some fan questions. These right. first two are from Sab, and this is Kate Wallace, but Kate is with a C on KC on Twitter. Mm -hmm. So are there any season one Easter eggs in this season that you were excited about? Um, I have something in mind, but it plays in, in the finale episode, so I can't really share too much. But there is a fun Easter egg that I could share, which um, I think only people who worked on the production would know. But um. A lot of our set design and like the names that we have on like the posters and things like that, um, like specifically um, the scene where me and Sadie are um, by like the poster board and there's like the missing poster of um, Luke Chambers. If you look to the right, all of the names that are kind of like posted on that board is names of our like set directors and line producers 
and yeah it's super fun I remember I was being on set and I was like wait that's your name right there and he's like yeah that's an easter egg that only we were gonna catch um so that's super fun but yeah the easter egg comes in in episode 10 and I think you would have to really keep your eyes peeled for it but I mean I don't I'm not sure how they cut it and if they like did a zoom in on it or whatever but you'll definitely (laughs) see something from season one Okay, that's really exciting. So again, another thing to keep all of our eyes out for. And another thing about Cruel Summer, which I love, is how it kind of takes place in the past. Mm -hmm. And this was a very good question from Sab, but what was it like being getting dressed and styled from 1999 to 2000? And this was Y2K, a time right before you were born. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like it wasn't that crazy of a contrast to what I wear on the daily, just because the Y2K trend is so coming back in full force. Um, but it was so much fun. I mean, I looked up to the kind of girls that I look up to. Okay, so when I was younger, right, I would like see girls that are older than me in like the 2000s era. And I'd be like, oh, you guys are so cool. And like your juicy track suits and your bondage pants and your butterfly clips and getting able to play a character that I looked up to as a child was super fun. And like just the creative part of it was super fun too. Like even when we weren't on set, we were like looking at like Y2K icons and what they were wearing and the music that they listened to. And I still have like all of my Pinterest board of like curl summer hair, curl summer makeup. And the hair and makeup team were so collaborative where I would like walk into the trailer every day and they'd be like, so what do you have in mind today? Um, so it was like super fun. And I got to pull up my Pinterest boards and I I really loved um, the outfits as well. I mean. Parker has the best outfits but it was so much fun and I don't know like being in character is so much easier when you have the full hair makeup and outfit ensemble um so it wasn't too hard for me to get back into that era because I had so many things that were helping me with that oh well and that's really cool because another actress I had talked to said like once you get transformed it's almost like you're in that moment and it's like almost like a you're just there once you're in costume and hair yeah it really helps a lot um and like it it was so amazing because I got to play like the cool girl like the best stylish girl um so I had a lot of fun with that that's awesome do you have a favorite outfit that you can maybe share from any of the episodes that have aired yes um I loved my outfit for episode two where uh me and Lexi uh are breaking into the chamber's home um that's actually a vintage varsity jacket and it had like um a high school like logo on it and the costume designer like had to take it out and whatever but that was super fun um a lot of our clothes are actual like vintage pieces from the 90s and y2k so I remember like we would be in the fitting and they'd be like you can't mess it up because we don't have doubles of it this is you know one of a kind so you can't mess it up um it was so much fun. I mean, I'm trying to think of other outfits. Her outfit for episode eight and 10 are super fun as well. Ooh. I can't really spill too much, but it's just, she's such a cool rocker, like Avril Lavigne, Gwen Stefani girl. Like she's just so cool. I had so much fun. 
No, she really is. And this kind of goes into my next fan question. And this comes from Ashton Rue and her at is also Ashton Rue. Would you be friends with your character in real life? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if I would be friends with her in the first timeline, just because she is so mean and <laughs> she struggles with a lot of like male validation and insecurities. But in the second and third timeline, I think Parker learns how to be a girl's girl and how to have a healthy female friendship. Um, and I love people that are honest and blunt with me um, because I have this like fear of that people aren't being truthful to me like do you really think that I look pretty in this dress or should I change you know and I feel like Parker would tell me like you need change I think you have a better dress in there somewhere um so yeah I think me and Parker would get along I think so that's really cool and I mean I guess this even goes into the next question what was your approach in prepare in preparing for Parker especially because you two would get along how did that kind of how did you prepare did you take any of like anything from yourself and bring it into Parker? Yeah, I mean, as a girl growing up in the world, I think a lot of us can relate to the things that Parker struggles with, like male validation and like self-esteem issues, um, insecurities, things like that. So I got to bring, you know, some things from myself into Parker. But I mean, the writing is so incredible that I didn't really feel like I had to like hurdle and like jump over obstacles to make her feel like a real girl because I mean the way she was talking and the way she you know presents herself on the script is is very true to a, a real person um so it was pretty easy for me but it did help um on set like when we were in the green room I would listen to a lot of like Y2K 2000s hits to get me in that element um but Parker wasn't really a character where I had to like really force myself to become if that makes sense yeah yeah definitely that's so nice and I mean you brought up the music so if you could have three songs on a playlist for Parker do you know what they would be yes it would be Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne not because she relates to it but because I feel like she would love it <laughs> um and just a girl by no doubt I feel like that's so perfect for her I think she would relate to every single lyric well maybe I don't know um and I think I'm just gonna have to stick with like the Gwen Stefani Avril Lavigne wave just because you know she is so heavily inspired by them um so probably like don't speak by no doubt oh yeah those are great songs. And I think from what we've seen of Parker, that is like, it totally embodies her. Yeah. And I just want to say you are the complete opposite of season one Parker's storyline. You are a girl's girl. You're so sweet. So thank you. <laughs> and that's like a true testament to your acting because you were really able to get into that part so I mean you did a phenomenal job as Parker Thank and you, you are it was so much fun though to tap into the mean girl side of me because I think we all have that like spunky like edgy side to ourselves so it was fun to like emphasize that yeah, yeah definitely and I mean what do you want the viewers to think about Parker especially since maybe they're not aware of what's going on inside her head as much yeah, um, honestly, I don't mind people thinking that she's a mean girl because at the end of the day, she is kind of a mean girl. Um, like I was thinking like, 
when I grew up watching like High School Musical or like Camp Rock, I always rooted for the villain or like the mean girl because they were always the cool ones. Like I remember <laughs> I was watching like High School Musical and I'd be like, I don't want to be Gabrielle. I want to be Sharpay. I want to have the pink lockers and like I want to wear the, <laughs> the outfits. Um, so like I don't really mind her being kind of a villain, but I hope, you know, as the season progresses, they do see like they humanize her a little bit and see behind those layers because I feel like the same with like Sharpay she's like dealing with things and you know like what you see isn't always what you get but I'm not mad about it if people do hate her (laughs) (laughs) and I think you bring up such an interesting point though because all of these villains that we were rooting for a lot of it time it is just these girls who are going through a lot of different things in their life and I think we may not realize it when we're watching it, especially when we were younger, but it really is true. That's, I mean, and I can see the Parker kind of Sharpay. Yeah, I'm so excited. I love playing the That's villain. So I love cool. playing the mean girl because they always are the coolest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you aren't watching Cruel Summer, you should be, but you have to convince a person who hasn't watched the show to watch it yet. How do you do it? I have so many reasons for someone to watch Cruel Summer. The cast, um, we love Sadie Stanley. We love Lexi Underwood. We love Griffin Clark. We love Brayden Delagarza. Um, and there's a bit of a, not a bit of a, it's actually huge, but a private practice reunion. Um, Paul and Katie and Griffin played um, a family like way back in the day in private practice. And now they're playing a family again. So that's super fun. And I think Cruel Summer is such an interactive show where it doesn't feel like you're watching a TV show, but you feel like you're part of the mystery and you're trying to figure it out just like everyone else in the show. Um, So yeah, if you want to feel like you're a part of this story, like watch it. And it's so good. Like every, everyone can find something to relate to the show because even though there are, you know, a select number of characters we basically are playing three different characters so you can find yourself in one of the timelines I feel like so yeah, yeah. exactly and I think even for an older audience we you guys go back and visit the, the nostalgia like yeah I know that this uh show is you know catered to more of a teen audience but people who did grow up in that era would love to I don't know see the homages that we made and like the references that we made um it's nostalgic so that's a good reason to watch as well yeah exactly I mean those are all great reasons again if you're not watching it you better go do so now it's also (laughs) like conversation all over it's all over Twitter Instagram but Mm -hmm. Curl Summer season two so exciting Mm -hmm. and at here at one of us is talking we love hot seat questions we have five for you are you down for them yes I am so ready oh perfect okay so what is your favorite song at the moment oh that's so easy I've been listening to bags by Claro nonstop. oh my god I love that song I was just listening yeah. to it today really mm-hmm. it's amazing it's like I'm such a, I'm so insufferable like if you hop into my car I'm gonna be on aux every single time and I'm gonna play the same song over and over and over again like when I love a song I'm gonna listen to it until I'm sick of it so <laughs> I love that because I'm the same way I will it will be the only thing you hear when you're around me but exactly <laughs> what about your favorite tv show of all time of all time that is so tough um can I give you two answers yes I think 
favorite show to watch is probably like the office no glee glee Glee. is so good it's like it's so funny it's like such dry humor i love it well it's not like in your face dry but i love it and i think favorite show of all time would be the office just because it's so watchable and like you can just have it in the background and listen like watch it or you could like really sit down and watch it and still be entertained like it's so great and i love um jim so much so the office (laughs) no the office is great i would have to say for me it's either the office modern family or i was a big pretty little liars girl growing up those are really good answers pretty little liars was really good for me but it kind of scared me as a kid like I would be watching it in a dark room and I'd be like closing yeah. my eyes. Um, <laughs> Modern Family is such a good one. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Modern Family and The Office are like my top comedy shows. They're I was so say. good. They so really good. are. Do you have a spirit animal? A spirit animal. Hmm. I feel like I've gotten this a lot. Do you know that like thing? It's like, I don't know if it's a thing or if it's just a thing on TikTok, but it's like the golden retriever boyfriend and the black cat girlfriend. And all of my friends tell me like, you're such a black cat. Like you just give black cat energy. So I think it would be a black cat. Ooh, okay. That's an interesting one. And what about your favorite season of the year? Favorite season of the year? I don't know why you you were going to ask me like what my favorite season of Curl Summer was. Um, (laughs) One or two. My favorite season is the fall time just because I'm such a big like twilight fan and I love when it's like gloomy and rainy out so definitely the fall time that's a good that's mine too and then do you prefer sweet or sour sour I have like it's actually embarrassing I door dash like 10 bags of these like sour strips from Target they're so good and they're just like (laughs) sitting in my pantry and like I pound them down they're so good sour for sure I'm the same way. Anything sour, like Sour Patch Kids, all yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. Like I want my mouth to have cuts in them from how much sour <laughs> stuff I'm eating. Like that's how much I love it. Yes. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for joining me today. You were a wonderful guest. Thank guest, you. And I had such a great time and I cannot wait to see what you do in the future. And I wish thank you so all much. the best. I had so much fun as well. Did you just say I wish you all the best? Yeah. A full circle moment. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thank you.